Hey, what's up? Matt Sutton here, and welcome back to Mastering You, the Lifestyle Performance Podcast. Hope you've been having a great week. And just going to start off with a bit of an apology. I've had a few people reach out asking, Matt, where are the Mastering You episodes? What's happened? So we've just been crazy busy. I haven't got any excuses apart from that with incoming clients, people wanting to get involved in our six week kickstart transformation program. And obviously, after nearly a year of being closed, we are trying to do our very best to give everyone the best experience and get them started on their journey on their transformation. So yep, sorry about that, guys, but we are back today. Um, today, I am on my own. It's a solar cast. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these. So I wanted to give you some value. That's what I always try and do on these solo sessions is just give you some practical things that you can think about and implement into your life. So today I am talking about the beginner's guide to an effective training session. Okay. Or I was going to go for the anatomy of an effective training session, but you get the idea. So I've said it's the beginner's guide, but for some people, this might be even more advanced than, than you think. Okay. So um, we get this question a lot. I get this question a lot when people join us, which one of the reasons why a lot of people join LPT is because they're just unsure about when they walk in the gym, what they should be doing, um, if they're doing it correctly, if their technique's right, what they should be thinking about, even about when they're creating their workouts or their training sessions. Um, and by the way, there is a big difference. Just always remember that distinction between a workout and a training session. Okay, so, so workouts are typically done, you, you know, either with your friends or you, you just, you've got a spare 30, 40 minutes to book in for one, a gym class in a big box gym. And you can get in for a quick workout and that's absolutely fine. That's great. You know, I, I do the same myself uh, now and again. And you typically a workout, the outcome for that will be uh, sort of achieving a calorific burn. That's the main outcome. There's not, not generally not much more. Um, involved in that there may be just the fun of it and let's say it could be it could be playing a, a tennis game with a friend or a bit of kicking a football around so it might be the fun aspect as well you know workouts are fun uh, believe it or not <laughs> um, but then training sessions so training session a little bit different so typically a training session is done within a training program okay so what's the difference there well a training program is designed over a course of a a periodized time so we call it periodized programming okay and there's what's known as macro and micro programming uh, or macro and micro periodization it's one of the first things that we learn on our pt courses is so you start off with your, your macro cycle so that could be six eight or 12 or sometimes 24 weeks long you know for an olympic athlete obviously we've had the olympics on recently you know their macro cycle is going to be something like four years long and then what they will do is they will create micro cycles within that, that term so that they can really um, reverse engineer the whole process of what needs to be done to achieve that gold medal. Okay. Now, you know, for most of you listening, you're probably not working towards a gold medal at the Olympics. However, you may be working towards losing two to three dress sizes. You may be working towards, you know, um, increasing 10 pounds of muscle or 20% of strength, or maybe you're working towards a, a half or a marathon. Okay, so that's your end outcome. So doing the odd kind of reactive workout here and there, yeah, it's going to have 
some value towards that end outcome, but it's not going to have anywhere near as much impact as a specific well thought out training program. And within that, the, the training sessions. Um, and so it is a really good idea just to have a, a good idea of what, what, what were the thought processes around creating a training program or more specifically today, just a, a general good training session. Okay. Um, so that's why I wanted to go into. So firstly, we, we need to go back to first principles. We need to know our goal. Okay. So are you going for a gold medal or are you just going for that, you know, two, three stone in weight loss? Have a think about what that, maybe you've got a few multiple goals. Maybe you need to improve your flexibility because your hamstrings are tight. Maybe you've got um, a posture issue, you know, or, or bad back. So for me personally, I'm, I'm, constantly working at the moment towards you know protection of any future sort of back issues i've struggled with some back pain over the last few years so i have to keep up my rehab exercises but alongside that i'm also working towards um, getting some real strength back um, after not being able to train great because of my back issues so you may have multiple goals which is absolutely fine you need to know what those goals are so you can reverse, like I said, reverse engineer the whole process. For some people, like I said, it might be endurance. Um, you know, it might be building muscle. For, for the majority of our LPT members, the goal is generally just a, an all-round goal, really, just to have a bit more energy, improve the cardiovascular fitness, get a bit stronger, a bit more toned. And obviously, a lot of this interlinks with your nutrition intake as well. Okay. One of the key principles, though, of a training program is the principle of progressive overload. So if you've never heard this term before, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times before in the Mastering You podcast, but it's just such a key lesson. It's really a life lesson as well. It's really just about moving yourself, moving your, your mind and your body to that uncomfort zone, that, that point when things don't feel great. You know, you have to push for that extra one or two reps. And that is how your body adapts. You, you know, your body adapts to the stimulus that you give it. So progressive overload is when we are we're pushing, whether it's in a cardiovascular format through via running or rowing or whatever your cardio choice is, you know, and getting to the point where you're, you're really exhausted or whether it's going to the point of failure on your strength training. We need to be pushing ourselves. If we're working within our comfort zones, you know, you unfortunately are not going to see the results that you want. And I've got to say, from working in in and out of gyms for many, many years, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes I see gym goers, regular gym goers make. You know, that they'll jump on the the bike, they'll get the magazine out or listen to their audio book and they're working at high 50, 60%. Um, of their maximum heart rate and they're just they're just not pushing their body to any point where they're going to get any progression and so what happens is their body stays exactly the same for year after year after year and so does their health and fitness as well so it's something that we really need to be aware of now it's not to say you're not going to get any benefits from that regular output you're going to get the calorie burn which is i mentioned earlier which is a workout but highly recommend engaging in more of a training program where you look to increase the overload or, or the, the load. So there's different ways of achieving progressive overload. So if we're looking at strength training, 
there's a few different ways we can do that. We can start by going sort of light weights and doing high repetitions. You know, that's typically a good way for beginners to start. And then over time, we can start to decrease the repetitions, but start to increase the weight that we're lifting. Then what we can do is we could do multiple sets. So we can work on more the, the total volume of what you're lifting. Okay. And then we can make things even harder and we can add some, some kind of more advanced lifts to the mix, whether it be some, some power moves, some Olympic lifting moves, and so on. And, you know, a, a good principle to add to your training regime is always a bit of recovery as well. A lot of people that really get into their training completely forget about recovery. So one of the things that we do at LPTs every sort of seven weeks, we'll have a few recovery sessions or sometimes a recovery week. And then we'll, after having a bit of a rest, we'll then test the body. We have a club challenge where we test um, our members' strength and fitness and cardio. And this is something you can do for yourself as well. Give yourself, whether it's sort of every six to eight weeks, give yourself a testing day. Um, but obviously you can, you can set that test around the goals that you want to achieve. You know, if you're training for a marathon, then you don't need to be testing your strongest deadlift, really. Okay. Um, but for most people listening to this episode, you've probably got multiple goals. You probably want to increase your, your strength as well as your cardiovascular fitness as well. So, you know, doing something like what we do at LPT, where we do test both, um, is a really good strategy. So now, now let's get into, oh, I missed one really important principle actually within setting your own training program or training session. And this is one that's based on a question that I ask myself and my team quite a lot. And the question is, what would we do differently with our training program if we only got paid on results? Okay, if we only got paid on members results, how would we change things? So we, I recently did this um, after COVID, when we were sort of forced to change our business model slightly anyway. And, you know, we have changed things in a way that this is what I would do if we were going to get paid on results. So that has included increasing the amount of strength training we're doing. So we're lifting a little bit more weights than we were pre-COVID. And we're doing a slightly less amount of cardio. Now, the thing about this is that can sometimes get confused with not working as hard because for some people, particularly members that have been with us for a while, they can get used to that feeling of, of being out of breath and, and being completely wasted after a session. And yeah, that's a great feeling because you get that dopamine hit, you get that hormonal high where you, you've worked really hard. And it's nice, you know, but ultimately, if the goal is to get a lean, healthy body, okay, it's not the, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be the most effective training regime. After the age of 25, your, your studies have shown that your metabolism lowers by anywhere between five to 10% per decade. So this is one of the things that we're fighting against after the age of 25 is the metabolism slowly decreasing your, the amount of calories that your body burns on a daily rate is going to lower unless you work against that, unless you do work on doing some kind of lifting in every training session. So that's one of the reasons what we have done that. Um, but at the same time, another 
answer to the question of what would you do if you only got paid on results? My answer to that is you do need variety. You need it to be sustainable. You need it to be fun. So, and that, that can counter the sort of programming ideas around what would be the most effective because you know quite honestly the most effective training regime probably wouldn't be that varied it wouldn't be that fun okay but we want our members to keep coming back because obviously we all know that consistency is the key okay so that's why we do quite a wide variety of training but we can go into that in a second so let's get into the anatomy of an effective training session now okay we talked a little bit about the overall programming of uh, a pt program okay but the anatomy of a, a good session so first up you've got the warm-up okay so a good acronym to remember quite a simple one for the warm-up is map m-a-p okay map so map stands for mobilization activation and pulse raiser Okay, so every single session before we even start, one of the first things that we do with our members is we mobilize. Okay, so that means, you know, lubricating the joints that we're going to work on that day. So if we've got quite a heavy day on the upper body, then we're going to be hitting some shoulder rolls, we're going to hit some arm rolls, we're going to open up the chest, okay. Most days we hit quite a few compound moves. So for most of our sessions, we're mobilizing most of the body. Okay, particularly if we're hitting a squat day, we're going to include some ankle mobility. Okay, we're going to hit um, in, include some hip mobility as well. So ultimately, in a nutshell, we want to be mobilizing the joints that are going to be in action that day. Very simple, basic, but it's something that I don't see a lot of people doing in gyms in their warm-ups. Okay, next up, we're going to activate. What does activation mean? It really, the, the analogy I often use of activation, it's, uh, it's kind of like when we used to, those that remember <laughs> before we had modern day cars, is when you were starting your car and I remember my first car and I had to, to, to hit the accelerator like three or four times just to get it to start sometimes. And that's really the activation. It's the, the muscles that you're going to be working on the day of your training sessions. We need to wake them up. If you're doing a squat day, you need to be waking up the glutes, okay? Um, you need to be getting some glute bridges in there, maybe some air squats, okay? If you're hitting a, a chest day, we want to be doing some warm-up sets. Um, for most of your sessions, you will find that some, some sort of activation for your bum, your glutes, and for your core, yeah, your abs and your back, that, that's going to be really beneficial, Okay, the last thing you want to be doing is going into like a, a squat day or a deadlift day, and you haven't done any kind of prep work. Now, sometimes the prep work can just be a light version of the exercise. But more often than not, we find, you know, that um, w activation exercises like pal-off press, okay, like your planks, like your bridges, like your bird dogs, okay, all of these exercises, you probably need to Google, because <laughs> they all have really ridiculous names. Um, but they all work really, really well in just waking the muscles up that are required. Then lastly, the P for map is obviously pulse razor. So, you know, it's always a good idea to get the blood pumping around the body before you start your session. Okay. It gets your brain awake. Okay. If you're, if you're feeling a bit demotivated as well, 
this is the one thing that can actually just get you in the zone. You know, it gets your body warm and you feel like hitting a big workout. So MAP is the way that we go about getting people warmed up. All right. Okay, then we need to get into the main session, the main workout plan. Now, obviously, this is going to be completely dependent on the goals that you have. Okay, maybe you have different goals for different sessions. You know, we, we do this at LPT. So some days we will focus a little bit more on strength overall. Okay, some days we'll go a little bit more um, specific than that. And it might be a little bit more focused on lower body and core strength. Okay, and that way we can really target those areas. And then some days we may focus on more of a sort of conditioning cardio core day. Okay, so again, this is all depending on your goals to how you want to do things. But there are some key principles that you can think about. So firstly, we want to be if when working on strength in particular, we want to be building a, a balanced body. Okay, so we want to be making sure that we're including all the different movement patterns within our training program. Okay, so when we're looking at um, a, a very simple sort of principle or a very simple format that you can implement straight away into your sessions is a what we call a PPL day, okay, which is a push pull legs um, movement pattern. Okay, so a push would be something like a push up or a bench press or a shoulder press. So this is basically where we're, we're pushing the weight forwards, either horizontally or vertically above the head. Okay, so having a pushing exercise in is obviously a really good thing, but then also having a pulling move in is really good as well. So whether that, again, is a vertical pull, like a pull-up, or maybe it's a horizontal pull, like a, a bent over row. Okay, that's another really good exercise to have. There's loads, so many variations of pushes and pulls that you can include into your training session. And then, like I said, legs, having a legs um, a legs movement in there as well. So whether that's your squats, your lunges, your deadlifts, and you know the simple thing to do is just change up the type of pattern that is each session. So you know one day you may focus more on what we call a quad dominant movement pattern. Okay, so your quads are your thighs. In case you you missed the biology session, biology class. Um, so you know good quad exercises are going to include things like your squats, like your lunges. Okay, um, and then we can focus another day on more of a hip hinge type movement pattern. So the hip hinge patterns will target more of the posterior chain of the body. So that's a really fancy way of saying the back of your body. You know, so I'm talking your bum. I'm talking about your hamstrings. Okay, your back, so your thighs, or also your lower back as well. So again, you can Google all these exercises, but exercises like good mornings, like deadlifts, like kettlebell swings, um, single leg deadlifts, one of my favorites as well. So this is, this is how you can simply make sure that you're getting a balance of the different movement patterns. So when you are doing your strength training, you're building a body that is symmetrical, I guess is the best way of putting it. Okay. So how do you format that into a session? Well, there's a few ways, but the most popular ways are known as straight sets, supersets, and tri-circuits. 
Okay, so straight sets is probably the most common way for your typical bodybuilder. They would choose an exercise like a squat or a bench press, and they would do maybe three to five sets of 10, eight to 10 reps with about a minute rest in between. For most people, they don't need to be following a straight set plan. Okay, unless your goal is to be a bodybuilder and just gain muscle mass, you know, if you just want to get a bit stronger, a bit fitter, Supersets work really well. Tri circuits work really well too. At LPT, we tend to go between those two, you know, supersets and tri circuits. So, this is where we would choose two or three exercises with minimal rest in between. Um, but they maybe would be targeting different um, muscle groups. So, a good example would be using the push pull legs format that I just gave you. So, you may start with press ups. Then you would grab your dumbbell or kettlebell and hit some rows. And then you would move into maybe a, a goblet squat for your legs. Okay. You would maybe, you know, do that for eight to 10 repetitions on each exercise. And then you give yourself a rest. So the rest period, you know, as long as you feel you need it until you can go hard again. Okay. And this is where that principle of progressive overload comes into play. Each time you do a subsequent superset or tri circuit, you want to be trying to go a little bit further than the previous set. So that can mean a few different things. Okay. That can mean increasing the weight. So if you did eight reps or 10 reps last time, see if you can do 10 reps again, but a little bit heavier, or maybe you just go for an extra two or three repetitions, or maybe you use tempo to increase the intensity. So that's a really good strategy that we use a lot at LPT is slowing down the tempo of the repetition the difference between doing a squat and going down for one second and up for one second compared to going down for four seconds and holding it for a couple of seconds and then coming up for four is absolutely huge the burn is just crazy um but that's what we're going for we're going for that burn we're going for that progressive overload okay so hopefully once you can see like if you spend maybe 12 15 minutes or anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes on that kind of regime, you know, you don't need to have a load of exercises. Probably one of the biggest mistakes people make when they're you know, creating their training session or creating their workout plan is just having too many exercises. You're going to find it harder to reach progressive overload if you're doing lots, if you're spreading yourself too thin by doing lots and lots of different exercises. So choose, you know, anywhere between three to six exercises, maybe you're going to hit two tri-circuits. So you'll hit two push-pull leg movements in one workout. Now that would be a big workout. What we tend to do at LPT is a bit more of a mixture. So we will hit um, a strength section of sort of 10 to 12 minutes where we will follow something like a, a PPL format, but then we'll follow that up with more of a, a metabolic conditioning circuit so this is this is where we can get the benefits of both the strength and the fat burning benefits of cardio conditioning as well um, so this may look something like at the lpt studio we would do something like some battle ropes we would follow that up with a slower pace exercise like some bench press then we maybe follow up with a higher pace exercise like a, a rower rowing machine um, or a ski erg then we would follow that up with a, another slower base exercise, maybe some ab work, some, some sit-ups or ankle grabs. You get the idea. So you're increasing the intensity, but then you bring the intensity back down. 
but we're keeping the body guessing. So we're hitting all of those principles I talked about. We're keeping it fun. We're keeping it varied, but we're also hitting all of the relevant muscle groups to get amazing results. And this is just so important. Um, now, there are different ways of doing this, but again, there are principles to take into account. So functional movement is probably one of the top principles. You know, you, you walk into many gyms and they have all of these fancy machines everywhere, but actually these machines don't demonstrate movements that are relevant to everyday life. And that's really what we're trying to do with functional movement is we're trying to get the body in the best position it can be to adapt and, and to, uh, to thrive in everyday life. Okay, so that's why we, we don't use really any machines at LPT. Everything we do is, is with free weights, okay, with kettlebells, dumbbells, barbells, body weight. And this is really my suggestion for people listening to this episode. Um, then we can get into formats. So there's so lots and lots of different formats. If we're looking at, let's say, a conditioning. So I've, I've gone over formats for your strength section, your straight sets, your supersets, your tri-circuits. Okay. And there are some really fun formats that we can do for our sort of more higher intensity conditioning parts of the workout. So these, these have lots of funny names, but <laughs> we can go through a few of them. So AMRAP is one of the, the popular ones. Uh, CrossFit have made AMRAP and EMOMs really popular. So what are those? So your yeah, AMRAP is as many rounds as possible. So we really like this one at LPT. We use this a lot. It's really simple, guys. You, you maybe pick a time limit of seven to 12 minutes. You know, you pick three, four, five exercises and you pick your rep range. You know, so let's give you an example. You might choose squats, you might choose press ups, you might choose burpees, you might choose star jumps, and you might give yourself a target of eight repetitions on each of those exercises. You set your timer for seven or eight minutes and you just see how many rounds you can do. You know, so we do it as a bit of a competition sometimes with our members, but you can use this as a competition with yourself. You know, repeat that AMRAP sort of every other week, fortnightly. See if you can beat the rounds, you know. Uh, it's a really good way of doing it. EMOM is another one, like I said. So every minute on the minute is what EMOM stands for. And it basically means that you have to complete a certain amount of repetitions within one minute. If you do that quite quickly, you get to rest for the remaining minute, okay? And then you would go again. So one of the simplest ones, I'll give you one right now, is the burpee, the 10-minute burpee challenge, okay? Well, I say 10 minutes, really the 100-rep burpee challenge. It doesn't get much more simple than this. The goal, you set your timer for 10 minutes. Within each minute, you have to complete 10 burpees. Okay, um, it starts off quite easy. The first three, four, five minutes starts off quite easy. That last stretch, that last five minutes for a lot of people, that's where the fun starts. Okay, that's where it really kicks in. So like I said, in the first minute, you might get 10 burpees done in 30 seconds or less. Okay, so you get to rest for the remaining 30 seconds. When you hit minute two, you have to hit another 30, uh, sorry, another 10 burpees that may take you 35 seconds. So you get less rest because you're tired, okay? Then when you hit minute three, you know, it may take you 40 seconds and you see where this is going. By the time you hit minute five, it may take you close to the minute. So you're literally getting five, 10 seconds rest before you've got to go again, okay? 
give it a go. Let me know how you get on with that one. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we'll have loads of you have a go at that one. And then, so, and then you can have the good old fashioned circuits as well. So that's one of the ones that we use a lot. You know, you can set yourself, um, there's so many apps now where you can download timers that will, will go off and, or even they will sync with your music. So you can do 30 seconds on and something like 30 seconds or 20 seconds off, you know, um, you can give yourself four to six exercises that you're going to complete the circuit with. I always like progressive circuits where you would do 30 seconds on followed by 20 seconds off. You would have a minute rest and then you would go again, but you'd increase the work period by maybe five, 10 seconds, but decrease the rest period. But the challenge is to use the same weights. Okay. So that's progressive circuits. So this, hopefully guys, this is giving you a few ideas. This is what we're trying to do here is give you a structure, okay? You know, often that's where people go wrong. It's not that they don't know any exercises. They just don't know how to format them into a structure. So if you're walking into your, your gym, you know you know now, right, I've got to do my warm-up first. MAP is the, uh, the uh, analogy that's going to help me do that. So I'm going to mobilize my body. I'm then going to go through the activation drills. So I'm going to do some bridges, some planks. I'm going to hit the muscle groups in an easy way to get me ready for the workout today. Then I'm going to um, map. I've just had a complete blank. Where are we? <laughs> then I'm going to do my pulse raiser. Okay. So your pulse raiser, uh, again, if you're in a gym, it could just be doing 500 meters on the row machine or a quick jog. Yeah, you get the idea. Then we're going to move into our main workout. So we're going to put a timer on the clock, or you may not use your timer. Maybe you just want to use repetitions, you know, and that's your benchmark. But you're going to choose maybe two or three exercises that you repeat, and you're going to try and achieve that progressive overload. Now, what's really important here is you are actually tracking your weights that you're lifting. You're tracking your work, your output. Okay, so again, some, one of the things that we do at LPT is we make sure our members are tracking their output, whether it's using our, our own in-house software or just good old pen and paper. So important that you do this so you can see your performance improvements over time. Um, and then lastly, you know, you've got your finisher. So we'll often have a finisher as well. Okay, as well as the conditioning, the finisher will usually be anywhere between two and four minutes. So it'd be really short and sweet. Um, well, not so sweet. <laughs> the, the finish can include anything really from two minutes of burpees to two minutes of how many sit-ups you can do. Just pick, pick your choice, really. You know, something that's going to really exert you and it, the, you know, it gives it away in the name. Something that's going to finish you off, guys, basically. So that is, for me, the anatomy of good workout. Obviously, you would finish this off, this whole um, program off with a cool down that would include some good flexibility, taking some time to stretch out the muscles that you've worked that day. Okay. And also including a, a bit of, sort of decompression in that. So maybe some foam rolling if you have a foam roller, um, or maybe some breath work. It's one of the things that we do um, is also help people de-stress with breath work as well. So this is what I call diaphragmatic breathing, making sure we're not breathing from the chest, we're breathing from the diaphragm, 
It's a really good thing to do at the end of a workout to help you recover. Okay, so I um, hope you've uh, found, hope you've been making notes. Hope you found this useful. If you've lost your mojo a little bit with your training, hopefully this has given you the impetus to get back on it, get back into the gym, get training hard. And obviously, you know, I'm, obviously I'm going to plug what we do at LPT. So this is everything I've just shared with you is what we actually do for our members. They don't have to think about any of this stuff. They leave it all to us. <laughs> and, you know, that's what we're happy to do for our members is, is create these training programs for them. So all they have to think about when they come into the studio is just working hard. Okay. So if you'd like to find out more about how you can do that, please feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, you can drop us an email over admin at lifestyle-pt.co.uk or you can find me on any of the social media outlets as well. So again, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you soon. Take care.